Can you hear me? Yeah? Yeah. I feel like I'm preaching. I got the preacher's mic on. <laughs> okay, good evening. So, last week, lots of comments. We'd have had more, but Jerry wasn't here. What's up, Jerry? Yeah, I know. All right. Since there were lots of comments, and what we, I, I went back and, and listened to, I listened to the Stevens class uh, last week. I don't care. I mean, Liz has a strong voice, which I love. That's a, that's a compliment. From there, I could, I could hear her plain as day on this microphone. It's nothing. So, Tony has a handheld mic. We want to hear your comments. There will be a lot of comments. In this class, I already had several people talk to me about it. That's a good thing. And, why is it coming up my ear? Whether to have comments or not, or less or more comments, was a a, a dilemma, a question. Given the topic, and we are, we are discussing wherever I put it, that's hidden it, we are using this book as a, as a guide, for lack of a better word, Autopsy of a Deceased Church by Tom S. Rayner. Okay? Any subject of this nature, if, it were, if you were doing this in a, in a, a doctor's office that said, I... I found a lump. Uh, there's a, you know, what is this? And the doctor would say, it's an oncologist. You're oncologist? oncologist. Well, from, it, here's the spectrum. And so now I don't know. We are discussing the topic of the church's health. We are discussing the topic of a church that's been around for over 50 years, health. We are discussing the topic of a church that I intend to have my funeral in one day. We are discussing the topic of a church where I hope to walk my daughters down the aisle. That's what we're discussing. So, are we going to be a little emotional about that potentially? Should we be a little emotional about that potentially? I'm going to say yes because it's an important topic. It hits home. It's got your heartstrings. It's a big deal. This isn't just a building. This is where my family comes Sundays and Wednesdays and where all these different events have been. I, have, I got married in this church. I won't know that I died. I, I was, was, had a funeral here because I'm not going to be here. But it's going to be a big deal to me because that's what I want. That's what I want to write in my will, by the way. So it's important. Comments were vast and varied from a little emotional, as we talked about, and that's a good thing. We discussed, it's a, Terry made a point, and it's a very strong and valid point. We can, and correct me if I'm wrong, Terry, looking at the church from a business slant isn't, you, you, you have to have a plan. You have to have a business plan. We're not looking to make a profit monetarily. We are looking to make an investment in ourselves and the community. We are looking to make a profit for God, not monetarily. 
But anything of this magnitude, this size, this structure, has to have a plan. Did I miss it entirely? Yeah, I did. Wow. What the man says without saying anything. <laughs> Tracy had made the point that, you know, looking at this from a clinical aspect, and I'm not bugging on you on that one, that is a hard thing to do. We're looking at just in, in tearing things apart a little bit or looking, at, you know, in, in the minutiae like that. Just little. Somebody has to pay the bills here. The lights aren't on out of their own volition. It's not warm in here just because. Those are the clinical aspects of that. However, this church is us, not this building, and the heart we are looking at. The direction and the health of this heart and this body we are looking at. We're not looking at it as if it's, uh, um, we're, on, we're on hospice. We're not looking at it as if we are Olympian level health. We are looking at it, if that makes sense. And so I want you to look at it with me for the standpoint of if we don't pay attention, all of a sudden, you, you don't, you didn't, you don't, if you never change bad habits, then those bad habits can come to fall. You, know, you always eat the heavy grease uh, breakfast. Eventually, what's going to happen? Someone's having a stroke or heart attack. It's just inevitable. Okay? If you never do this or that or the other, you don't work out, you don't eat right, you don't exercise, this can happen. And bad things is this. We want to make sure and see what are, what are our daily activities, what, are, what is our church's health, to make sure that we are not one of the churches talked about in book two of Autopsy of a Deceased Church. Okay, so is that, is that a fair assessment? of what, what the intent is, what the desire is, why, and that if it does get emotional, no one here is arguing. It's a reality. It's practical. It's humanity. It's our family. Okay? So that's what happened um, last week. So Tony has the mic. If we have a comment, have a thought, whatever, do so. It is directional. You need to have it close to your mouth. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. If you're not wanting the mic, then I'm going to hear what you have to say. I'll get closer. I'm losing my hearing. I will try and repeat what you have to say for other people to hear it and for it to be picked up on the streaming. Okay? Ground rules are good? Okay. That's all I have for the opening. So, I do have to apologize for having led the witness a little bit last week I talked about the Anchorage Church of Christ back in the day, in the, in the 80s. We had the buses. We had the joy bus. We had this room full of people. We had singing that was just magnanimous. Potlucks had to be broken down to two of the four zones because we couldn't fit everybody out there. And it would have taken five hours to get everybody through the line anyway, blah, blah, blah. It was great. The reason... Is it, 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 that was great. That was impressive. We talked about that. Do the numbers in a church, is that, is that is what you, how you, you measure success? Liz. Liz said no last time, so I'm going to answer for her. If we have 3,000 people in here 
A, that's against the rules. But if we had, what is it, five, some 540, whatever the plaque says right there, maximum occupancy is 540, and we have 540 people in here, and 530 are just here because the singing's loud, but they're here on Sunday morning, not Sunday night, not Wednesday night, don't teach a class, don't do anything for the service, and they don't participate in anything else. What do I have? As Stephen said in his class on Sunday, I have 10 members. Have I have attendees, true. Yeah. They're not participants, they're not members. They don't participate in this. He had said, he had said um, that and in his, in his uh, business meeting at the hospital, he goes, people have to be there. You have to have been at X number of staff meetings to be considered a member of this hospital staff. If you're not, then you're not. You're just a, an attendee. Yes, sir. Well, we have 530 potential members. 100 percent. No one's right. We, as Bob said, we have 530 potential members. That's absolutely true. No, I'm not discounting that. What I am saying is it's not about the numbers. So if it was 530, 540 regularly every Sunday for 52 weeks. But those 530 all did the same thing. They're potentials, but they're not active with us. Can we agree on that? Is that fair? Okay. So, hanging on to the past is often a crutch. Would you say, anyone, would anyone say that this church hangs on to the past? And that, when I say that, you answer the, what that means, and then we'll go from there. What is hanging on to the past, and do we or do we not do that? Wow, it's really quiet in your bad. Sure. Do we do that? That was the question. Do you, do, we're talking about the good old days. Whatever we, whatever we done 40 years ago, do we, have, are we still doing that? Or are we hanging on to it? Let her rip. Not have, not you, oh, I'm so sorry. Not using our forward thinking just because it's something, we, it's the way we've always done it. We hear that a lot. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Meaning that that's the way we always need to do it. And that's not the case. Were you, were you reading my notes? No. That's the way we've always done it. Is that a practice that we live by here. She just said this, we hear it all the time. Does everybody agree that that's what we do? Jerry? Oh, I have no doubt. Jerry said I'm, I will speak later. That's the way we've always done it. Seven words that will be your demise. Yes, sir. Keep talking and we'll, go, we'll wait till he gets here. changes we have made hopefully were for the benefit oh <laughs> you're, on my, no. you're on my blind side <laughs> hopefully the changes we made were beneficial uh, for instance we went from three services on Sunday to two services and two of those services used to be in the morning yeah. That was for the convenience of those that work nights. That was because of the population that we had and other reasons that you previously mentioned. We moved this study 
a half hour earlier. Beneficial to those who have kids or get off at a certain time. Right. So we do some things the same because we always have, and there are other things that we do because it's necessary, and we pray that it's beneficial to our improvement. True. So the reason we have made major changes in this church was because of those numbers. In addition to that, we might want to consider, okay, where did we go wrong if we did? Or what changes can we make to improve? And nope, I, I don't know how to say this without saying it the way I got to say it. What about our leadership? Because therein lies because he's right behind you? a crux of how we perform as a body. Yeah. Okay. Well, our leadership from 80 years ago, 80, 1980s, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, <laughs> spelling's really hard for me, is now no, none of them are our leaders now. So, leadership has affected, do, do our current leaders, and I'm not asking that question currently, do they hold on to things from the past? Well, Tony hasn't been here 40 years ago. Stephen definitely hasn't been here 40 years ago, so he can't hold on to anything from the past. He's asked, he asked me, why don't people pull forward when they pull into the first row in the parking lot? We, I, I pull into the first section here, and then somebody would have to pull in front of me. I go, I don't know. That's the way I've always done it. <laughs> yes, Jerry, I was waiting to see if you were going to find me to do something. It's been, you need the mic, sir, yes. But you can go ahead and start talking, and then we'll go from there. Uh, we, want to make sure, we want it on record. Never mind. Uh, th there was a, a time in the 70s and 80s when we did things the way we had been doing them for many years, and it worked. Oh, sir. It worked because we did them the way we'd been doing them. One of the reasons we, we, st we, when we stopped doing some of the things we had been doing, then we started losing so there's really nothing wrong with doing things the way we've, quote, always done them if they're working. And they were. And that's, what, that's when we were growing is in the 70s and 80s. Many, there are several reasons why we stopped growing, which I won't get into, but unless you want to well, get in private. That'll be part of this class. <laughs> I'm not looking to throw stones. I'm looking to answer no, questions and, and preserve our future. There, there's, really, there's really nothing wrong with doing things we've always done if it's working. I, I will not disagree with that. Yeah, that is, that's not an argument. It's not an argument for the way we've always done it. To continue doing it that way needs some validation. Can we agree with that? So if there's no basis or no reasoning behind it, it's like, well, that's the way we've always done it. So... We can't change that? Or what if? So, yes, ma'am. Just that, I'm so sorry, I do that every time. Just that I agree with Jerry um, that, of course, there's, I know, I know, did the earth shake? Don't get your head. But your head um, that th there are things that you don't stop doing just because we say we've always done them. Of course, if it's working, that's wonderful. But the reality is that, that, that 
just our technology alone has brought us into a whole new um, a whole new world and the kids don't learn the same anymore they don't even use the same tools anymore and we have to keep up they don't use paper and pen anymore we have to keep up with that so in, there are some ways in which we have to evolve or we will lose them yep. I agree. you're not wrong Jerry but there's things that do have to, there's, 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 it's not all, you he's know not, what I'm saying. He's trying to keep his head from getting too large when he just said that, but. In principle, it's the same. Jerry used to write on stones, and we write on paper. <laughs> and the quote from our, one of our leaders. Well, how did, how did, for those who remember, in the 80s, Jerry can help us, I know a few others, how did church go when 10 o'clock happened. What happened up there? All right. Back in the 80s, my grandfather got up. He was the one who had the announcements in the morning, if you all remember that. He would say, it's so great to see all of you, la-da-da, you know, the usual. And then let's start. We would have how many songs? Two songs. And then what would happen right after that is biblical. There was always a prayer. And then we'd have, we'd go for there. Two songs and a prayer. It was almost absolute. And then, the, and then when was I'd have to look back on when it was it was like clock this is what it had to be I'm going to have my two eggs my bacon and my toast and that's what I have for breakfast for the next 150 years and this church had oh, three songs the Lord's Supper and then a prayer and I thought people were going to fall out in the pews and there was a bonnet <gasps> that happened I heard <sighs> that noise because we changed the routine Show me the book, chapter, and verse where you have to have it the other way. But that's just how we always did it, because it worked. We'd never change it. What do we do now? Song leader gets up there, welcomes everybody, has a prayer. So no, we've had an opening prayer, but that's not after two songs, so it's not legal. So things are changed up. We can change that up, and it's just fine. But it has to be practical. It has to have a use to it. And if it's the same old, same old, what's going to happen? People would just expect the same old, same old. God is the same old, same old, and we want him to be. How we worship him has to be within the book, correctly, but to do it same old, same old. Can we have a song service? We do. On that same note, I'll have a question later in the class, but what would happen if one of our Sunday evenings we had a prayer service? Have a song service. There's something to consider. Members of this church went to the el- I don't need the mic. Members of the church went to the elders and asked the elder to have him not lead song service. To not. To not. He because he led he led songs like we were in a. It was a different way of singing, it was lively and it was too jively for the church, so they wanted to come back down to the slow funeral procession. So he he was leading them like we were not in a funeral service. He had some pep to it. Exactly. And they didn't like it. Right. So so there has been changes on both sides of it. Sure. Yeah. Well I mean I don't know if there's a zippy night with Eben Pinion version, but some of them that's fine, but I can appreciate that. I, so, Sam Robinson, anyone remember Sam Robinson? He's got 100 boys and one girl. 
That girl married a, I believe he was, at his, he was the paid song leader for his uh, church wherever he was down in America somewhere. And they asked him to lead singing. Had no idea what they were getting into because it was a black church. And he got to it. Everyone, whatever time it is, my wife is raising her hand and willing to speak publicly, so I'd love to hear this. Stop. But I don't want to put any pressure or awkwardness Thank on you. Thank you Go so right much. Um, I was just going to say that um, just because the way we've always done it and it works fine that way doesn't mean that changing it might not improve it. So we, all, we also need to keep that in mind that just because it works doesn't mean there might be something more effective. I can't argue with that. Anyone have a, comment, a disagreement or comment with that? Rebuttal? song leader can lead the song. Tracy says a song leader can lead the song any way they want to. If, sorry, if there's nothing wrong with it, however, it's one of those of if, you know, if I'm up there singing and I can't keep tempo and I'm just, you know, 728B doesn't exist anymore, but 728B and I'm leading it so slow and our, our God. All right, that's not going to get us anywhere. Truly, it's, it's, it's one of those, let's do this. Stephen made a good point. He said, if, you're, if we sing to our children, expecting them to sleep in lullaby, slow tempo, and quiet, why would we expect people to be here in a song service and not fall asleep doing the same thing? So, there is a point to that. I'm not, and I'm not, I am not beating up on any of our song leaders. I'm saying that from a general standpoint. That's just a, that's how it should be. So, how we do things if it's worked for 50 years, I'm not opposed to it. If the way it's worked for 50 years can be improved upon in any form or fashion, why wouldn't we make an attempt? Anyone have an opposition to making that attempt? Is that, is that a problem? Is that an issue to go and try it? Well, what if we try it this way? We'll have people arguing all day long. change or varies, they, they don't like it. There's Mike. Did you guys hear me okay? That's fine. Oh, what I was saying was is that um, change is good. It brings about new thoughts and ideas and may bring other people closer, but sometimes folks are, they just don't care for change. And they, once something changes, they, they have a hard time with that. Well, I can't, disagree. I, I can't disagree with that. Okay, so I'm 51. So I'm a, I'm a youngster. I wish I was not even a youngster anymore. But I don't like change. Okay? My dad can't stand change. Jerry Jones abhors change. My 10-year-old son can't stand change. So what is that saying? If we are going to want to change... Should we, should we just go from night to day? I mean, absolute 180 degrees. Should we just swing that pendulum so screaming far over? Or do we try things in moderation? 
I agree with Helen entirely. Change is a difficult thing to initiate, adapt to, and accept. You guys agree with that? Jerry, do you agree with that? No. You don't agree with that? You like to change? Yeah, quiet. You like change? Fair. Two songs and a prayer. We change it to three songs. Opening prayer. Worship is it basically is uh, is uh, determined by Scripture. That's how we worship. We worship according to the New Testament pattern. It's okay. what we do elsewhere where the church is going to grow. It's not oh, hundred percent. Unfortunately, we're accommodating culture in the church because of changes in in, natu- in the culture in the country in their view toward religion instance, and worship we accommodated uh oh you meant period huh accommodating in culture yeah yeah instrumental music we're changing to accommodate that and that's why we're losing we've lost a lot of our young people they've gone to somewhere where it's more entertaining we're we're uh, are changing our culture as far as the uh uh women in the church that's why many churches now now have women elders uh, we're changing our uh, uh, culturally changing according to uh, the homosexual community okay so, so cha- change you're fine regard, with as long regard, as it stays scriptural what? as long as it stays scriptural in the bible change you can work with but do you think people have a problem even there Two songs and a prayer, and it got people's attention. Yeah, I don't think it. Does it really matter? Is there something wrong with two songs and a prayer? Not at all. Changing it to three and a prayer, it people reacted. That's all I'm implying. That, that, that's people don't why, like change. That's not why, why we're here. Is to, to count how many songs and how many prayers we we do. Uh, okay, I'll disagree with that. That's not why you're here. Some people want two songs and a prayer. I want my breakfast the way I've had it for the last fifty years. Anyone disagree with that? There, 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 there are people like that? Okay, that's, this is how we've done it. This is how I want to do it. Our God, He is alive, has to be sung this way. Period. Or I'm going somewhere else. Randy? Well, I know it used to be, I remember two songs in our prayer. Two songs, Lord's Supper, another song, blessing invitation song, one more song, prayer and announcements. Go home. I, I, that's what I always got used to doing. So we did it here. Yeah. <laughs> Do I married to it? No. Sure. Does it matter? No. I would prefer, me personally, sing the whole service. <laughs> sure. I'd be happy with that. It, Absolutely. It's not, it's not our purpose, but it is enjoyable. I enjoy singing. Fair enough. But does it have to be that way? No. Does it have to be any particular way? Sometimes. There needs to be a Lord's Supper. Right. There needs there there probably should be singing. But does it 
but there are other things that we might do that we don't necessarily have to do. Uh, and even a question, I, I heard a question about whether or not this is, the building is too big for, for us. I, I don't know, I'm not married to it. I, we got here, we went to Mountain, Dew, Mountain, Mountain View first, and then 10th and B, and then here. Right. And then taking some time off going over to South Anchorage too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here. I think all of this can be summed up in something that somebody told me one time way long ago, but it's always stuck in my head. It's the master and the message never change, but our methods and our ministry can. Everybody get that one? <laughs> Why? I talked to so and so, and they said, I can't. And I'm like, Yeah, you're right. Like, what am I doing? You don't have to. You're right. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? He goes, No, no, leave it in there because I added one. I said, I added a song for you. He goes, You're welcome. Well, he goes, I, why? It doesn't, there's no scriptural reason why they're, and, I, and I'm like, well, I know, but the, the, the service is going to be, sh- the service is going to be shorter. And then I realized, what are you, there's, he's right. Like, what am I doing? So I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And next time you send it to me, I'm going to leave it the way you send it. What I'm saying is it's an example of how it just sneaks up on us. And we don't even mean to be that way. So it's good to talk about it and to acknowledge, to, to, to really take a look at ourselves and say, Oh wow, I'm doing that too. You know? Okay, that's that that sums up more or less the topic of we we live in the past and make it the hero because this is how we've always done it and it works and it's great. And if it does work and is great, that is great. And as long as helping the church to do what it needs to do, which is worship God, and if it doesn't hurt the church by having people walk away, run away, scream away, or talk bad about you, or and you're not doing anything against the Bible, scripturally, then there's no problem there. It has to be what works for us, for this church. And it's, it is not practical to sit there, two eggs, bacon, and toast, throw it in the trash and say, here's your bran muffin, and you're supposed to like it. It's still breakfast but it's not what I'm used to, so don't throw change at me and shove it down my throat. Yes, Tony? I think one of the issues that the lowest church has, the world in general, has become less spiritual and we're more time-oriented, and that's where the issue of change comes in because when you say, oh, we added a song, it means we added three more minutes to our worship. Um, I just came from a mission, uh, and on that mission trip, uh, it was specifically said, we will be finished at eleven. They said that? Yeah. And, and it began at 10, and we will be finished at 11. Um, of course, you guys know that didn't happen. But anyway, um, you know, we're too time-oriented. You can watch a movie for two hours, but you can't worship for over an hour. That's a problem. And we can go to a football game for four hours. But we, I, I think we have a, a worship issue regarding the relationship with God has changed. And that's where I think our major problem is as a, as a church or as religious people. I agree with that. You, you look back in the Old, Old Testament, and I believe it was, um, I mean, oh, I can't remember what it, Moses was reading, and the entire audience stood while he did so. They would just stand Nehemiah. there. Nehemiah. Eli? Chap- Nehemiah chapter 8. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
and it was in the Old Testament, so it was close. They stood for the whole time. I mean, if we have to stand, if we stood for that hour, people would be falling over, they'd be complaining, the elders would hear about it, and you guarantee the next Sunday you would be losing 30% of your people, if not more. I guarantee that. Church needs to be an hour. I, I saw a comic who sat there and he goes, I want to, you know, I want to get in there, do my songs, whatever, and I'm at IHOP having breakfast by 10.30. Done. And I, I have checked my box. I've worshipped. Yes, ma'am. Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> you sing, you pray, you teach, you preach. You know, you have to do what the Bible says do. So once you do those five acts of worship, that's one thing. Everybody is right. There's a point about how society has affected everything. And he's absolutely right about how churches of Christ have changed to conform to the world. So that's yep. happening. Yep. There are other things as far as your attention span. You can sit up there and, t and teach for two hours. You done lost me. I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to sit there and listen to you for two hours. At a football game, it is constant action. You're sitting up there doing the same thing, teaching the scripture. So humanistically, your mind is just not going to compute and come away with something. So that's, that's another factor that we have to look at. Okay. When you talk about change... The point of that, just because you've done something that way doesn't mean it's not going to work, doesn't mean that it can't get better. That's also a fact. Okay. But there's a process called brainstorming. When you brainstorm, everything that is said goes up on a board. Yep. So what you do is you group things together. And then you go back as a group and you prioritize what those things are. People have a tendency of accepting change when they're part of the change. Oh, 100%. I'll agree with that. Easier. So those, those things have to be considered as well. You first start off with, when you do a management audit, you first start with the things that are working because people like to feel good. Correct. Once people feel good about some things that are working, it's a little bit easier for them to accept some things that we may need to change. So these are just certain scenarios that as an organization, as a church, we need to take a look at. The, the, the greatest commandment that the Bible said was love. That was one thing you didn't mention from last week that I said. Sorry. The second thing is the Bible said do things decently and in order. Mm -hmm. So that needs to happen as well. Correct. The other thing the Bible says do is to go out into the world and teach the gospel to everyone. Okay, so all of the things that we're doing to keep us fed here and keep our souls, we also need to branch out. Now I'm going to hit on some toes because every time I turn on the TV, I see church PRs everywhere. I don't see the Church of Christ. But yet we say we need to go out and save souls. So what are we doing? If we don't bring them inside this building, we don't get them. We tried one time to go door to door to see how that worked. 
but we haven't done that in a while either. So there's a lot of things like that that we don't do. I'm going to touch on something else that's going to probably step on some toes. You talked about preaching the gospel. Paul preached until midnight, ready to continue until tomorrow and giving the Lord's Supper. But you wouldn't know that if you don't study your Bible, if you're online, and don't take this the wrong way, because our focus don't necessarily include the scriptures necessarily. There are scriptures that tell us exactly how we should do the Lord's Supper. But very seldom are those scriptures read, and to the people that are online, they don't know that because we're not doing it. So there's a lot of things, little things like that, that we need to be aware of and we need to look at and see just because we're doing them, we're doing them this way, if it's working, can we improve them? Just like Lindsay said, doesn't mean we can't improve them, even if it is working. So uh, I think I've said enough, but those are some points I think we really need to think about. Valid points. Everybody agree, disagree with that? Stephen has a thought. Fair enough. I would try to repeat all that, but I won't. Elizabeth, you had a thought? I, I, hear do, I do. I was remembering as everybody was speaking how years ago we would come in here and the cell phones were barely beginning to come out and we were asked to silence them and not bring them out. And then through the years, now it's become a major tool that we can use. It's easier to access scriptures or scroll through and find stuff or listen. So we adapt sometimes. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's a bit slower. But hearing all the comments and input, it does go back to the root of worshiping making sure that we worship first and foremost. But we do accommodate or we do change with time. So I know there were questions about changing stuff. We've always made a slight change here and there. And the phone one stuck out with me as we were, as I was listening to the comments. Fair enough. I think this church has, we, we are not stuck in the past. We have modified things. We have changed a few things here. We have projector. We have the streaming. We have uh, a, we have chairs for crying out loud. It's we have made modification. We haven't gone and just swiped all the way across, you know, from across the spectrum, the scale, and that's a good thing because it would shock some people. But at the same time, we haven't been stuck in the past. I mean, those pews were forty something years old. I think they were pretty old. I mean, we beat those things to death. 
And they still stood up. And now they're out of camp, so they'll be for another 40 years. But we have made changes. Can we make other changes? Yes. Should we? Maybe. Should we keep some things the way they are? Possibly. However, should Tony and Stephen be the only ones that make the decision? Liz said no. I agree with Liz because they are our leaders. All right, so I'm putting you guys on the spot. You're our leaders. We're going to follow you know, what the directions you're giving us. Like, this is what we're going to do. I'm not going to sit there and stand up in the, in the auditorium during service and say, I can't believe you're doing that, Stephen. That is wrong. No way, shape, or form should we be doing that. That's not right. That's not scriptural. I'll approach him with my issue, my concern, and give him my validation. And as an elder and my brother, he should listen to me, Tony as well, and say, fair enough. I, I, I'm listening to what you had to say. I can appreciate what you're saying. I still think you're wrong. We're not going to change it. Probably how that answer would go. But listen to what I have to say. I want to hear what you have to say. Speak up, because what is a, what's the thing? If you don't speak up or you don't say anything, then you don't have a say in the outcome. Or if you don't like it. And so, what could we be doing different? Jerry made a solid point. We've, not, we've changed things for this way or that way, but ever since the things that were working stopped being done, our numbers went down, he said. I can't recall that far back of what we were doing that was working and whether we should be doing it again. Door knocking, many would say, isn't a practical thing. I don't want people knocking at my door, to be totally honest. When the Amazon guy comes, ring my doorbell, get off my step. Fair enough. So is door knocking a, a possibility? It, it may still be. I'm not trying to say it's not. I'm just saying that today's day, especially COVID age, I don't want to be around other people who are all people How do we, how do I, how do you, how does the church do the Great Commission? First word is what? Go. It's an action word. Be gone. Go to them. Don't make, it, don't, don't make this a wonderful place to come to. Go and tell them where to come and bring them. That's what we're supposed to be doing. They're the ones that are lost. How can they find us if we haven't found them? Hey, Jerry's going to talk. Weird. Yeah. We can't all go, but we can sin. So the Bible says to sin. Sin at the end. Was there a D in there? Okay. I swore he said sin. I go, I got that covered, but... <laughs> We all can't go, but we can sin. Oh, you have something else? You're my favorite. I flustered him. On this, uh, you know, the, the, the greatest uh, growth in the church in America was in the 40s and 50s. And the main reason was we were distinctive. We did not, we did not fall victim to cultural accommodations. Unfortunately... In the 50s, 60s, things changed. Our culture has changed, our society has changed tremendously in the last 50 years. And there's nothing we can do about that. We can't go back. Yep. We don't have to fall, we don't have to accommodate it. We don't have to fall victim to it. We can do things as we've always done, and done them. You really want to say that to things, me? And that, that includes in worship. I, I'm not arguing with you. I agree. I know, I know you're not. <laughs> Your wife has something to say now. 
There was a time when the worship church, church, church worship at this church changed a lot from Sunday to Sunday because the preacher here initiated that and each Sunday it was in the bulletin but other than that we wouldn't have known what was coming next I don't know that anybody objected I never heard that they did sure well sometimes we change things up and guess what that could be a good thing and then we all go nope and what do we do voice it to the people the powers that be and say that did not do anything for me I, that's going to be a hard pass and express your thoughts because guess what if you just sit there arms crossed I'm angry I don't like this change but you say nothing about it you do nothing about it what have you done you've just caused a black cloud to show up over your head you've caused the person next door to you to see your black cloud then they might ask you about it you'll tell them they may have a black cloud and they don't want to sit with you they don't want to sit around other people they may just leave and then it's a bunch of black clouds and a bunch of grumpalumpaguses who are doing the exact opposite of what God said to do, which is worship me, happy, loving, enjoying, fellowshipping with your fellow brother and sister. It's not going to change if you don't say something. And if you don't like it, my ESPN isn't working, and I'm pretty sure theirs isn't either. I don't know what you're thinking until you tell me, or unless you tell me. Okay? There's the bell. We'll get on to the rest after that. I was going to end on a positive note. Yes. We changed Bible study from 6 to, uh, we went backwards, right? Or went backwards to 6.30. And we talked about it and we communicated about it and we said, we'll try it and see how it works. And we all worked together. And you know what? Change in a good way. Oh, yeah. And what I liked best was the elder said, hey, we're going to try this to see if it's, it's a temporary t- potential permanent. Let's see if it works. I'm a big fan because I'm able to stay for the devotionals now. They're only 10 or 15 minutes, but guess what? I enjoy being able to fellowship with you people. So that's a good thing. All right, so yes, we left on a, on a positive note. What I want you to think about, starting for the end, of the end of this class and when we begin the next one and every time, I want you to think of your number. On a scale of 1 to 10, this church, what is it? 10 being the greatest it's ever been and ever will be, one being, we're on the way down, get the funeral plans together. We, we, we get out of it what we put into it, 100%. Thank you, everybody.